Hello and welcome to this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. I'm your host, Chris Swain, here with Robbie Gallaty, the pastor of Long Hollow Baptist Church, founder and president of Replicate Ministries. Today on the podcast, we are going to talk about an issue that is so critical, it could literally alter the course of your discipleship group year. The whole year. It should alter the course yeah. of the whole year. The whole year. Or 18 months or nine months, depending on how long your discipleship group lasts. But the reality is one of the biggest questions, number one questions we get, we get it all the time. And sometimes I'm even asking myself this question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but wow. I answer myself, so yeah, it's right. okay. You the conversation is very short. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the dialogue. So the question is, how do you launch a group well? Mm. And what is, what is the process that allows you to start right? Ooh. Like you want a successful discipleship group. Yeah. And I am convinced that the first meeting, the first week, the first month, yeah. and the first two or three months are critical to the success in the life of your discipleship group. Yeah. The things that happen, because uh, we've already talked about how to find the right people for your group, what it means to be a leader, what to use, all those things. But what happens that first week, that first meeting, and then even that first couple of months to ensure that you have the most successful group you could possibly have. Yeah, it's kind of like a runner. If you ask a runner uh, in a race, they'll say the most important part of the race is the start. You fumble the start, and you don't get off the line, and you're in trouble. You're always playing catch-up. Yeah. So I would say the same work, the same uh, mindset works in discipleship. So mm-hmm. w- let, me, let, let us just walk you through what the first week or two or right. three looks like to help you have success in your discipleship Well, let's preface that too, because prior to the first meeting, we talked about before having a pre-meeting Yeah, where you're actually calling those in your group to be part of this discipleship group. Yeah, You're you're having them share their testimony. You're asking them to commit to the covenant. Well, that's the the first meeting. That's the first meeting. Yeah, let's just go with that one. That's what I mean. Yeah, we're on the same page. Okay, good. So that, that first meeting, which is the... Yeah, it's you call it a pre-meeting, pre-meeting, but it's... And the reason I say is they haven't committed to the covenant yet. That's true. Okay. And so this could be the last meeting for many other people. Yeah, and, and it's been for a few. <laughs> and it has been. I've had now, people say, sure. that's too much work. I'm not interested in doing that. My I first did... discipleship group, we only had that meeting. <laughs> that was and, it, a... and it broke up after that. The, when these, were, these were church staff members, by the way. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, yeah. Okay, let's move on. Okay, yes. so here's the thing. You start the first meeting. Okay, let me back up right before yep. the first meeting. So right, uh, what I do is I put right before, I put the guys that I have asked mm-hmm. the quarter before or the semester before right. uh, to be in the group. And I put them on a text message group after they've confirmed that they're going to be in. And you have to understand, when I'm asking them to be in the group, mm-hmm. I'm always raising the bar. Yeah. So I've had two guys just in this year's group that I've had to ask not to be in because they started to say, well, I don't know if I can make it every in my work mm-hmm. schedules this. Mm-hmm. And what if, and I said, yeah, that's fine, brother. That's great. Yeah. It's not that you can't be discipled. It's maybe this is not right. the year for you to be discipled because of your schedule. So you either need to find another group that's mm-hmm. conducive to your schedule, right. or you need to wait for me and another group next year. And so, and that's fine to tell sure. people. Okay. Yeah. And to be clear, that's not an indictment on any of the people you're asking. It's just not the right time for them. Yeah, and listen, I've learned from experience when somebody says I may be able to commit to every week and I may yeah. be there every other That's week, a no-go. it is it just <laughs> drains you and it pulls the group down. Right. Because you can't have any continuity 
when Colton's there once a month, you know, or Dylan shows up every two weeks. Right. Not that they would do that, but. You never know. You never know. Okay. So the, the, the reality is you, okay, so the thing is you start with that text group right. and you say, hey, excited you're in the group. We're meeting first week of January. The first meeting, what I do is I do a couple things. Mm-hmm. Number one is I start out by going around the room and just giving them a, an opportunity to tell who they are, mm-hmm. how long they've been a Christian, how long they've been at our church or whatever church they're at. Right. And then what did they expect to get out of the group? Hmm. This is key because you'll learn where they are and what they're expecting out of the group. So I go through that. Yeah. And uh, at the end of that, I hand out the covenant. Yeah. And what I do for the remainder of our time together is I give them what to expect. Now, I preface it by saying this is going to be the most challenging, fulfilling, victorious, abundant year uh, you've ever had in your Christian life. It is like a spiritual boot camp. There you go. Which you know. You're laying from, down the gauntlet. Yeah. yeah, which you know from the Marines uh, recon. Yes, I would have said no if you had said that to me. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, yeah, but. The spiritual boot camp. No, yeah, I get it. You but want I to said, make sure they know the bar is being raised. It's not being lowered. Yeah, exactly. And what I'm telling them is you invest this year of your life into this this uh, this group and this season, and you will pay the benefit or, or reap the benefits for the remainder of your Christian life. Mm. It's kind of like when I was going to seminary. Yeah. Uh, David Platt was discipling me. Uh, I was a new Christian. I was a Christian for about a year, less than a year old. David said, hey, you ought to think about going to seminary. Yeah. And I said, seminary? I said, David, I don't even know English well. Like, <laughs> like how am I going to know Greek and Hebrew? And <laughs> And learn the, 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 the ancient languages. Right. And David said this line to me I've never forgotten. David said, your life is like an axe. And he said, two guys go into the woods to cut down trees. Mm-hmm. The first guy goes, both guys go with a dull axe. The first guy goes up to the tree, takes the dull axe, and starts chopping away at the mm-hmm. root of the tree or the, or the bottom part of the tree. He said he makes a lot of damage and, and, and shrapnel and, and tree bark is flying everywhere. Yeah. But it takes him a long time. The other guy decides to go to the forest, sits down, and starts to sharpen his axe for the next mm-hmm. hour. The other guy makes a lot of progress, chopping yeah. trees and you know tree, tree barks flying everywhere. Right. This guy hadn't even started. Mm-hmm. But when he finishes sharpening the axe, he's going to be more efficient and more effective, and he's going to get the job done quicker. Now, this guy eventually may get the job done, but it's right. going to take him a longer it's time. It's going to be ugly. Right. So, yeah, right. So here's what David said. He said training or seminary or discipleship of any kind is sharpening your axe. Here's what he told me for the, this is what he told me for seminary. You're going to sharpen your axe for the next four years mm. and it's going to prepare you for the next 40 years of ministry. Yeah. And well, I want for discipleship, it's the next one year or 18 months. Mm-hmm. And that's going to set the tone for the rest of your Christian life, in a sense. Well, I feel like there's a Abraham Lincoln quote in there really? about sharpening the axe before cutting down the tree. I'm going to have to go to our fact checker, uh, also the director of Replicate, right. um, who may then in turn go to his fact checker, Colton, who will then come back to us with whether or not there's an Abraham Lincoln quote about sharpening his axe. I do remember that quote, but I can't remember. Great, I mean, I, I think David Platt quotes are good. But man, if you can go Abraham, oh Abraham Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln Trump's play. I mean, you, <laughs> Dave is good, but beard alone, right? Beard and alone. David can't grow a beard, so well, neither can I. Okay, neither can. Okay, and we'll <laughs> forgive you for that. Okay, but but so you start there and yes. you give out the covenant and you say it's going to be intense, but I'm just telling you guys, right. it's going to be worth it. And I'm gonna. Here's the key: I'm journeying along mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. So when you're memorizing scripture, here's the key: you have to say this: I'm memorizing scripture. 
When you're reading the Bible, I'm reading the Bible. When you're doing hear journals, I'm doing hear journals. When we're praying for an hour a day when we'll get to there and on our faces to hear speak to God, I'm doing that too. So you're setting the expectations in their appropriate place. Yes, they're high, but they're not insurmountable. And I think this first meeting, so that's the kind of stuff you're doing in preparation for that meeting. And then at the meeting, that's what you're doing in that first meeting. Um, But one of the key things I think you said so important is in that very first meeting, you're not just jumping right in and saying, okay, guys, here, you know, anyone do a hear journal yet? Like they they may not even know what a hear journal is. And I would say the first meeting, you're just kind of laying down the foundation and and then you're explaining the Bible reading plan. So go through the foundation and then I'm explaining how to do a hear journal. Okay. And it's critical just as a sidebar here, it's critical that you're all on the same plan. Yes. We obviously recommend foundations, foundations, New Testament. Those are great plans. We think we use them. We got experience with them. So that's why we'd say they're good. But at the same time, whatever the plan is, you need to be on the same plan. And then for scripture memory pers- purposes, you really should be in the same translation of the Bible. You read my mind. Okay. That's the two major yeah. things. Yeah. You, you need to be on the set. Now, they can read the Bible in any translation they want. Okay. okay? We recommend the CSB. Uh, we've been a part of the CSB since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think it's the com- a great combination of the NIV and the ESV together, yeah. and so you have that. Uh, so we recommend the CSB. CSB. You don't have to read the CSB mm. with with the, with the group, but you do have to read the same plan. Right. However, everybody needs to memorize the same scripture translation right. when the memory happens. Or else you're not going to be able to encourage each other. No, because here's what happens, and I've done this before with the staff. One person's quoting NASB, one's quoting ESV, one's doing the New King James, one doing anybody. Yeah, and, uh, and so, yeah. and if you do the CSB, <laughs> right. by the time it gets to your turn, right. you've already held your fingers in your ears because you don't want to get confused yeah, <laughs> with the other translation. Well, let, after this brief break from our sponsor today, we're going to find out if there is actually an Abraham Lincoln quote, Ooh. and we're going to continue navigating through how to start your group well and uh, in- incorporate some of these tips. If you want to have a journal in which you can record your here journals. Yes. I use the word journal quite a lot in that. But if you want a place to record your here journals, we have developed an amazing resource called the Replicate Journal. I say amazing because it's a single place where I can take all my here journals. I can take my rest and reset. There's a couple acronyms there that talk about helping us with our daily reset. Just spending a few minutes. You want to talk about that just briefly. It's filled with acronyms. And, you yes. know, we we alliterate the grocery list when That's we go. Right. You know, I try to alliterate my grocery list when I go because I because we think it's helpful for people. Right. And so we've given you a way to chart uh, a weekly reset, I mean, yes. a weekly rest and yes. a daily reset. And what those are are times for you to get along with God and hear mm-hmm. from him and to journal what God right. is speaking to you. In addition to that, it's one stop mm-hmm. for everything. So it's sermon notes that you can right. take on Sunday. It's your scripture memory passages. Right. It has the Bible reading plan in the back. Both plans, the New Testament Both and the plans. regular foundations uh, meta narrative. Yeah, and it's a way for you to have a keepsake or a reminder mm-hmm. for the rest of your life that you can pull off the shelf. This is what God spoke to me in the first quarter of 2000 or 2020 and beyond. So yeah. it's really a one-stop shop. So check it out if you're interested at replicatejournal.com. That's replicatejournal.com. And now that we're back, we have Mr. Dylan Young with some wise information from one president 
Abraham Lincoln. Ooh. This is. I feel like we haven't had a, a fact check in a while. We haven't done fact checks in a while. We've been on top of our facts, I believe. Yeah. That's what I'm celebrating. Yeah. Dylan is, is lamenting the fact that we haven't checked facts. We need to check facts more often. There is indeed an Abraham Lincoln quote on sharpening I an axe. I knew it. Okay. What I is knew it? it. What is it, Dylan? Abraham Lincoln once tweeted... Give me. <laughs> I doubt that he tweeted. He this, did not tweet this. Yeah, well, that's what the internet says. Okay, right? okay, yeah. The uh, internet's right. So is this really a true fact? Then? No, that's no. He actually did say this. Give me six hours to chop down a tree, and I'll spend the first four sharpening the axe. That's a big percentage of that. So six basically, hours. Platt stole. <laughs> The Abraham Lincoln quote. But he stole in the best way, by altering it slightly. That's the key. Well, and it motivated me to go to seminary. So, I mean, you know, it's like, Paul, be all things to all people and do whatever it takes, you know. And once he says it three times, it's his quote. I know. At that point, it becomes That's what Tim LaFleur taught us, right? And we'll give this information away for free. Matter of fact, I think Tim may have given it to Abraham Lincoln. No, Tim. Tim's philosophy is this. The first time you quote someone right. in a message or in person, you yes. give them the credit. Okay. The second time you quote someone, you say, I heard a person say. The third time you quote the same quote, it's yours. I don't know if that's right. To quote but, Tim LaFleur, that may not be entirely accurate. But ac- uh, actually, <laughs> if we're quoting, we shouldn't be quoting Tim to begin with using Tim's logic. Because it may not be his. It may not it's be not his. even his anymore. Oh, boy. It's ours. Okay. Well, he's responsible for it either way. Okay, so moving back to on. The day two, or day session two. two. So day one, we're sharing testimonies, setting the bar high, sharing expectations, revealing the plan, yes. letting everyone know where we're going, and you're handing out the covenant that you printed off so they can sign it and bring it back. Everyone signed it. They've all brought it back. What happens that week? Okay, then we start reading the Bible reading plan. Okay. So I challenge them to read the Bible reading plan and I challenge them to start the scripture memory process. Mm. Now, they're going to push back on scripture memory. They always do. Everybody does. Yeah. But you tell them we're going to start small. So you start with either one to two verses a week. Now, Journals. It, no, no, memory. Memory. memory okay, memory verses. Uh, memory verses. Okay, okay. One to two, one to two verses. memory okay. verses a week. And here's the option. We have scripture memory verses that coincide with the original foundations plan. Mm-hmm. We have scripture memory verses that coincide with the New Testament right. plan. Or you have other options. Sure. Like some of my groups, we memorize books of the Bible. Mm-hmm. So one of the groups, I memorize Philippians together. Wow. One of the groups, I memorize James together. One of the groups with our staff, we memorized Ephesians together. Mm. My last group, we memorized the Sermon on the Mount together. Okay. Yeah. So you don't have to memorize. And there's, good, there, there's, there's positives and negatives to right. both with books of the Bible or scripture memory of a particular passage. You decide that. Right. And then you challenge them to start the process. And let me give a little insight on this as I'm discipling my kids. It's, uh, they're really great at memorizing things, by the way, much better than I am. Okay. But what I've found is, let's say we have a week where we're struggling with scripture memory like this previous week. One of the things that I encourage uh, anyone to do, and this could work in any group. I, I bring my kids up as an example, but let's be honest, adults struggle with it just as much. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're struggling with it one week, assign that one again and do it a second That's week. good. Um, and we'll talk about this through the whole setup of how you do your group. All of these things are basic principles that you have to move on a sliding scale in concordance with who you're leading. Yeah. The people in your group are going to, in some ways, dictate. You don't want to lower the bar, but at the same time, again, you want to get them from where, where they may be at nothing to yeah. be discipled in some way to grow into something and more beyond that. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Okay, then you challenge them to do that for the week, and you're going to meet the next week. They come back week two, 
with the covenant prayed over and signed in conjunction with talking to their wife or, or if you're a woman, your husband about, because you want, him to, you want them to be all in. This is a family affair. This is everybody involved. So they come sign with the signed covenant. And the covenant has a couple things. The last line is, I will pray about reproducing this group mm. with another group down the road. Right. Some of your people will come back and say, I didn't sign up for that. Mm. I just want to be in a group. Yeah. You didn't tell me I had to reproduce a group. At that point, you say, it's okay. We'll worry about that later. Yeah. I just want you to be mindful of it. Mm. Group two is, at this point, you're going to start showing them how to explain a here journal mm -hmm. by you starting. So you're going to walk them for a couple weeks. This is what H is highlight. The E is explain. This is how I explained it. The A is this. And then yeah. you start going around asking them to quote, okay? Let me back up. You start with prayer. Back right. up. Five as things. As what takes place in the group every week. Yes. This is pretty much what you're going to do the rest of your discipleship group. Yeah, I forgot this part. Let me give you yeah. the five, and this is key. Right. Sure. This is the five-part outline mm. of what we do every single week. You right. can write this down. This is every week. It, it ebbs and flows, but it's pretty right. simple, pretty much the same. Number one is you start with how is the week, mm. what's a high, or what's a low from the week? One high and one low, I suggest, because yes. there are those who have 50 lows. Right. And, and, and it, no you got to temper it. Yeah. You got to temper it because right, they can, right. they will talk forever. Right. It's a time thing too. Yeah. You want seven, sure. eight minutes of this. I can see groups that don't temper it being groups where they're just sharing highs and lows of the week. Now, let me just say something. Yes. Sometimes in the future, a guy will come into my group mm -hmm. and he'll say, Hey, I know we're supposed to talk about X, but my wife just walked out the door hmm. or my kid just got arrested or whatever, yeah. or my, my mom died. Yeah. And then at that point, it's okay because the Holy Spirit's sure, leading your absolutely. group. It's okay to focus and minister mm -hmm. to. You just don't want that every single week yeah. because it becomes a counseling group. Handle big issues as, as they arise, but know that there can be times when, I mean, obviously those are big things you mentioned. You always want to stop for those. Yeah. But there can be issues that are just ongoing that oftentimes it could be a personality issue or it could yeah. be, man, I'm not prepared this week. So I need to go down this tra trail over here because I don't want to get into the accountability I'm going to have to face Yeah, because I haven't done what I'm supposed to be doing. No, that's right. That's right. And then at that time, from here on out, that's when you can ask accountability questions. Yeah. Questions like, uh, have you read your Bible this week? H have you logged here journals this mm -hmm. week by your own admission? Have you been faithful to memorize scripture? Mm -hmm. Have you looked at anything that would hinder your walk or jeopardize your marriage? You know, things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, have you gotten into the word? So that's the time you finish with prayer. Yeah. Okay. Then after that, you remember, you quote your scripture memory to the group. Right now, if you're memorizing books of the Bible, it's pretty easy to do for the whole group right. early on, you know, because sure. if you're doing chapter one, even yeah. one chapter, you can memorize sections or quote sections together. Right. Sometimes I would say you quote four verses mm. and then when Colton's finished, Chris, you pick up on verse five mm. and then you quote till 10 and Dylan picks up 11 yeah. through 15. I pick up 16, you see what I'm saying, through 20 and then you go through that way. When you get beyond one chapter, mm. you have to divide and conquer. Yeah. Toward the end of my discipleship group last year, the guys had memorized the entire Sermon on the Mount. Wow. There's no way you could quote that every week. Yeah. So what we would do is we would break up and quote to each other, mm. and then we would come back and, and, yeah. and, and talk about it as a group. Okay, you do that second, Scripture yeah. memory. So you start with highs and lows of the week, then you move into Scripture memory. After prayer. 
Prayer, highs and lows of the week, no. scripture memory. No, highs and lows of the week, prayer. prayer. You, you don't have to be dogmatic, but this is the way I do it. No, I like scripture it. I memory. I want to know the order in which you're doing it. Okay, the reason I do scripture memory up front mm-hmm. is because if I do it at the end, I forget and the group loves it. <laughs> they love it, you know? So, like, yeah, we missed it. I well, we're up against the clock yep, here. We, we can't run. make it happen this Okay, the third thing we do is hear journals. Okay. We quote hear journals, and this is what's so cool about a discipleship group of three to five as mm-hmm. opposed to one-on-one. You are learning from each other. Yeah. When you have just one person you're investing in, they lose the opportunity of hearing what God is doing mm-hmm. in other brothers' lives yeah. or other sisters' lives, whatever. Okay, so you quote the hear journals. Mm-hmm. That's number three. That can take sometimes the entire meeting. Yeah. You get to number four, which is optional, although we do have time for this, and that is we're going to read a book together. Mm-hmm. I always read with my groups, and at Long Hollow we've done this for years. Mm. That's the reason we wrote Growing Up. Yeah. I wrote Growing Up to give people a uh, process to grow closer to the Lord, mm-hmm. but the first four chapters of Growing Up are yeah. really a bait and switch. Hmm. It's getting your people to see the need for and the desire to make disciples and yeah. have a passion for it. They think they're growing themselves, but they're actually learning discipleship. Mm. So I give out the book Growing Up, and I say every week we're going to read one chapter a week, Mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about it in the group. And then at the end of the group, I all and this is the key, I always finish with an action step Mm -hmm. and a prayer. Mm. So what I do is I encapsulate the topic for the day. So if the topic is Scripture memory, then we're going to double down on Scripture memory. Mm -hmm. If the topic is prayer... Then the action step is let's find one hour where we can wake up early or or stay up late and spend one hour on our faces praying in silence to the Lord. Mm. If the topic is solitude, we're going to find a time to go spend one hour in solitude by Mm. ourselves. If the topic is evangelism, we're going to share out. You see what I'm saying? So you you give them an action step, and then the next week you hold them accountable for the action step, and then you finish in prayer, and that's it. Yes, and that finish, that ending prayer is more of a prayer request, pray for specific needs, yes. whereas the prayer at the front end is just praying for the group, uh, one individual, short time. The other thing I want to just highlight before we wrap up here is the here journal should be the bulk of your time together. That's really where yes. you want people. What is God showing me and how am I responding to it? Yep. That's where you get your accountability questions a lot of times. In my discipleship group, every week, you know, okay, Caven, what are you going to do as a result of this? And Honor is great at making sure we ask the following week if he did it the previous That's week. That's right. You know, Ring and Ryder always <laughs> hold each other accountable. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so one of the things you want to make sure is that the here journals are the, the bulk of the meeting. So if you're meeting for an hour, at least 30 minutes, 25, 30 minutes for that part alone. Yeah. Um, and, and again, it's going to ebb and flow. We can't be dogmatic about each piece of this, but generally that is the structure of how you want the groups to go. Yeah. And so that's a great insight. That, that's how the group works. Um, there's other resources you can find. If you go to replicate.org, you can find a lot more information about discipleship groups, how to lead a group, what takes place in a group. There are a lot of books and resources out there. Growing Up is one that you mentioned that walks through discipleship group nuts and bolts. And, of course, the Foundation's reading plan can help uh, with that as well. So, And I would say one more thing before we mm-hmm. close. Don't, it, it is purposely simple. So you're thinking, man, this is not rocket science. This is very simple and easy. That's right. the point. The point is you want to make the group purposely simple mm-hmm. so that it's easily reproducible. That's yes. the key. Yes. Purposely simple so that it's easily reproducible. The goal of the discipleship group is not complete or the purpose is not complete until the mentee becomes a mentor or the player in your, on your team becomes a coach. Hmm. That's the goal. It's another great word on discipleship groups and what takes place in the group. 
Uh, as always, if you wouldn't mind, go to wherever you're listening to this podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you listen to podcasts, and give us a rating if you don't mind. We prefer five stars, but you may want to rate us in some other way. Why would that? Uh, take a moment right now if you have a chance. And then also, if you want to watch the podcast, yes. we now have a YouTube channel. You, you can, can check see out, the shenanigans. You can see what's happening yes. as well as listen. And if you don't mind subscribing there, that would help us out as well. We're halfway towards getting our, our own URL there. So go to YouTube and look up Replicate Ministries to get more of the podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty. If you don't mind, take a moment to subscribe and share the podcast. You can find out more about disciple making, resources related to disciple making, and our customized training on our website at replicate.org.